to Guthic's Rest. We are on episode number 25. This is a milestone episode for uh, a second reason as well. This is our milestone? Yeah. This is our six-month anniversary. Oh. We've been doing the show for six months now. That's crazy. Yeah. So, you know, I I didn't think we'd be on this long. (laughs) I thought we would have given up by this point. I had no idea what was going to happen. Yeah. But, uh, welcome. You're joined, as always, by myself, a guy named Spari, and my co-host. Me, Bird Facts. Did you guys know that the largest hummingbird in the world is aptly called the giant hummingbird? Wow, I didn't know that. These things are actually, like, huge. I'm looking at a picture of one right now. They're about 20 centimeters long, so they're, like, the size of, like, they're a little bit larger than, like, a house sparrow. And they're a hummingbird. Holy shit. It's like as big as someone's hand. Yeah, they're big. When I think of hummingbirds, I think, you know, little dudes, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's still like pretty small in terms of birds, but like for a hummingbird, it looks weird because it's just like a really big hummingbird. Yeah. Notably, I also happen to know off the top of my head, uh, the smallest hummingbird is the bee hummingbird Mm. um, and they weigh less than a penny. Do they look like bees? Um, no. They look cool. like hummingbirds. <laughs> I, well, I meant like if they were like yellow and no, black. No, I believe they're like blue. Yeah, and they're like basically blue with every, red on their head. Basically every single hummingbird female is green. Oh, that's interesting. Is there a particular reason for that or just... I don't know. Convergent just, evolution or... I was, I was looking up various types of hummingbird species actually a few days ago and that's why i wanted to say the fact about hummingbirds because it was it was something i ran into mm. i was like oh wow this is a fucking giant hummingbird um and that that's literally what it's called <laughs> is this a different species there's a bumblebee hummingbird that has like pink under its neck uh yeah that, that might be different i don't know uh, off the top of my head but interesting yeah, the, the bee hummingbird is not only the smallest hummingbird, it's also just the smallest bird. I mean, yeah, it's tiny. Yeah. Like I said, they weigh less than a penny. Like, they're they're very small. I love them. Well, thank you for the... Uh, I think the... we actually talked about the bee hummingbird at one other point. I don't know. You might We didn't have. talk about the giant hummingbird. No. That's what I really wanted to talk about. Yeah, well, you know, it's a good start to the episode. Little little bird fact bringing us back to our roots. So I guess that's what the, the research you're doing in yeah. the, the mm-hmm. 50 seconds before was, the recording. I was trying to find multiple sources that said that the giant hummingbird was the biggest. Because mm. I don't like to just look something up on Google and see like the highlighted result and be like, yep, that must be true. Yeah. But uh, how's your week been, Bird? It's been one of the weeks of all time. I don't know if I've gotten any fun collection log stuff, but that hasn't really been... oh. Well, I got the big swordfish, the giant swordfish, to go along with the giant hummingbird fact. And oh, hell yeah, yeah, okay, that was this week. Never I love mind. me some actually, big fish fishing. I actually got a lot of collection log stuff this week. Okay, so started off the week. I finished off ninety-five fire making at Wintertown. Hated that. Hate that. Mm-hmm. All of that. It just it's takes... not a fan of the mini game. No, it's just boring. Um, I do yeah. solos. Um, and they just take like an hour and it's just boring. And I don't yeah. think doing masses would help at all. Um, still boring as hell. Um, yeah, I agree with that. It's just not a good mini game. Um, 
or boss, I guess. Fuck you, Jagex. It's a mini game. Um, yeah, it, the XP is great though. I mean, no, you can't deny that. Mm-hmm. Just casually getting 200k XP an hour, like okay. Um, yeah, I finished off 95 because I think I've alluded to it previously, but I have had a plan to go for the Zealots outfit, so I needed 95 to burn Redwood Pyre logs. So I did that. Um, while we were recording the Sebe episode, I was at Redwoods the whole time gathering the logs that I would need for this. Um, Hell I, yeah. I got like a thousand or something, so it was like, it was plenty. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I spent, I think, a total of like 10 to 12 hours, not all at once, uh, over the course of like three days doing uh, Shades of Morton. Um, and... You know, I and sure it's a lot did. more effort on an iron than it is a main because you yes. actually had to like gather the, the yeah, oil to, and stuff. And the the process is assuming you don't stock up on sacred oil, which I actually did before uh, the Springo event, um, mm. because there was the the board was released like a little bit early. And I saw mm-hmm. that there was a, a Shades of Morton tile, so I was like, you know, what? I'm just gonna gonna gather up some sacred oil so i had a little bit left over from that so for the first like a hundred shades that i that i i burned i Mm -hmm. i didn't have to gather the sacred oil which was nice um but assuming that you don't have any the the process is um you know fill your inventory with olive oil and uh the materials to repair the temple assuming that you don't have the flamitar pack if you have that uh you just need that my inventory perpetually comprised of uh rune pouch, the flame tier hammer and uh pack, and then a coffin. Or no, not the coffin. because uh, the coffin I eventually decided to just put on my back. There was a fourth item. I don't remember what it was. But there are four items at the bottom and then the rest of my inventory was used for whatever. So I'd bring that entire inventory of sacred oil or olive oil, uh build the temple for like five minutes and then you get to 100 percent sanctity which is just enough to sanctify uh 24 oils which is convenient because that's how many were in my inventory and then you use all those oils on redwood logs and you turn them into redwood pyre logs and then you i assume you already have a full inventory of shades because you have to also have that so if it's your first time you have to tear up to get all the way up to the gold key and then get into the gold key area and then kill a bunch of shades then you can fill up your coffin, and then uh, you can you can put them on the thing, and then you can burn them like anybody else does, and then you get to go loot stuff. But then after you're done looting, because you're an Iron Man, and you don't just get to go back to the GE and buy more shade remains. You then need to kill all the shades again. Wow, I am so, absolutely falling asleep at how boring that sounds. <laughs> I'm yeah, going to be honest. It's not exciting. Um, yeah, that sounds terrible. It's not great. It, I'll... I think I wanted to die less than I did at Winter Todd, but it was not fantastic by any means. I did get very lucky with uh, the gold locks. I got it on like my third, fourth chest opening of gold keys ever. So I very quickly was able to never put shades in my inventory ever again. Hell yeah. And you had to deal with the, the terrible well, interface of the coffin. Yeah, I think. I mean,. It's fine, honestly. It's not um, fine. Don't no. Don't gaslight so here's, yourself. Here's the thing, right? It's two inputs, but it could be one. It should be one. Yeah, it should be one, but for some reason it's two. Like it's whatever. It should be better. 
but it's it's not like the worst thing in the world but yeah it sucks it should be changed i don't understand why it has that interface at all when you empty it it should just empty from highest tier to lowest tier if you happen to have multiple types of shades in it mm -hmm. why do you need to select which tier of shade you want to withdraw it just it doesn't make any sense to me very weird but not that big a deal just kind of annoying i went slightly above rate to get all the pieces of zealots basically every piece i got just above rate like somewhere around like 130 to 140 chests because there are one in 128 mm. um well, did you wear a uh a ring of wealth i know that very minorly changes the that uh... very minorly changes the rate of the locks it does mm. not change the rate of zealots okay good to know um, I believe it changes the rate of the, the wizard journals as well. Clues, um, too, I believe. What as well? Clues? Uh, Elites? I don't think it does. Uh, it might. Um, I was looking at it a while back. It might, but off the top of my head. Yeah, no, it does not. Um, okay. Clues scroll leaves a fixed rate. Mm, uh, it changes the rate of all the regular drops. Most of the regular drops. I'm looking at the gold key red, uh, for example. Yeah. Um, okay, no, it, it only changes the drop rates of the uh, the rune scrolls and the locks. That is it. Everything I else see, changes rate if you have an elite clue. Okay. Oh, yeah. it's because it just you just don't get logs if um you're wearing the ring of wealth. Interesting. Yeah. So neat. Very wacky. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, but I sure did finish zealots. Um. I did finish Zealots because I wanted to get the collection log slots out of the way anyways, because um, I, you know, I, I was going to get them eventually. Uh, so I figured I'd do that while it was actually still relevant to my account because I have a bunch, a bunch of uh, prayer supplies in the bank right now. And after getting the Zealots, I immediately just sent every single insold head in my bank, which got me from 81 to 85 prayer. Oh, yeah, um, getting those which, gains in. At which point I realized, oh, 85 per, that's the requirement for Desert Diary. So mm -hmm. I then proceeded to finish Desert Elite, look at my Achievement Diaries list, and go, wow, I can basically finish all of these. That's a um, great feeling. I, I kind of stumbled into the fact that I can just get Diary Cape. Mm -hmm. um, so I immediately went... With the caveat went, of one skill. Yeah, with the caveat of one skill. So my first course of action was uh, boost my herb lore so that I could make uh, super anti-fires. And then I went and killed mithril dragons for like a couple hours. Um, went double the rate on chewed bones and then finally got them. Um, and then I, I finished, I think that's, is that, uh, that's the Western provinces, I believe. Is it Western provinces? No. Or what reward? I think it's Kandarin. Yeah, that's or, the Kandarin helmet. Uh, uh. Yeah. The uh, chewed bones. You had to burn a funeral pyre with the chewed bones. Yeah, yeah. Didn't get the uh, dragon full helm. Kind of a scam, if I'm being honest. Absolute scam. I already had the chompies done. Thank you, Springo. So I was able to just immediately... I think I just needed to go fletch a magic longbow in Tyronwyn and go over the like weird, obscure shortcut in the east of Perfinus area. Um, and then I finished Kandarin. So I finished three diaries then, which was pretty cool. And now I am sitting on the Mauritania diary, which I can do everything except catch a shark in Bergdorot with your bare hands. 
I think that was the last diary I did as well, just because of how high of a requirement that is. I think it is the single... No, it is not the single highest requirement. You need 93 Slayer. Um, but it is the single highest skilling requirement, assuming you count Slayer as a combat skill. Yeah. And also, you know, it's... Most Actually, people... that's still not... No, it is. Never mind. It's 96. I was thinking it's 91 because you can boost, but it's 96. So I think it actually is the single highest skilling or the single highest skill requirement. Yeah. But you can boost from 91 because fishing has a plus five boost that isn't a stew. Yeah. And you, is it a regular Hydra you need to kill or is it the. It's a regular Hydra. Hydra. Okay. You can boost that too then. Yeah. You can boost that from 90. And it's still lower. It's at 95, not 96. So. Yeah. Yeah, and also most people are going to have the Slayer levels anyways, just because people like Slayer more than they like fishing, so. Yeah, immediately after realizing that I just needed to do fishing, I learned how to two-tick fish, um, which, was very, which was very easy because I already knew how to do two-tick uh, teaks, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the, the same, same gameplay thing. loop. Yeah. Um, get things to attack you at a two-tick interval and then click every time they attack you. Mm-hmm. I it's, I don't it's really pretty enjoy straightforward. It too much. I I With can't the spot say moving. It's really annoying. Yeah, there's there's a certain like technique. You you just like wait until the rat that is in the direction you're going to attack oh, and then move. Like, yeah, that's not the problem. It's just having to do that. You know, I, I don't really like. Care. I feel like by the point I'm in a good rhythm, it's like already gonna move. I'm in a good rhythm the second that I click on the spot for the first time. Most of the time. Unless I like literally like start watching a YouTube video and completely stop paying attention. Well, by a good v- rhythm, I mean like vibing, you know. That's fair, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but I'm able to hold basically like 100k XP an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, that's pretty good comparatively to the like 30,000 I'm getting right now just AFK fishing carom wands. <laughs> I need 1.256 million more XP to get to 91 fishing, and I plan to do that over the next few days here. Good luck. I'm probably just gonna go sicko mode on two tick fishing. Just you got go some crazy time off work for a bit. Yeah, I have today and tomorrow, and then apparently we're kind of like not that busy at work again. Um, mm. So I, you know, the RNG scheduling that I don't get to find out when I work until the day before. I don't even know if I work on like Friday yet. I won't know mm-hmm. till tomorrow. So there's a chance that they're just like, yeah, haha, you still don't work. Get fucked. And then I Gross. won't work uh, from the 14th to the 22nd <laughs> because I just decided, fuck it. I'm taking every single day of TNL's fall bingo off. I don't care. Yeah, I, um, I also requested a bunch of bingo off. Uh, my phone is across the room, so I can't actually check. Now I have to decide if I want to take days off for leagues as well. <laughs> yeah, I got um, super good RNG for that. So I kind of like to request my birthday off for um just you know so i can hang out at home and not work and you know that that's my birthday treat to myself is i just take a couple days off so i requested the 15th through the 18th off i believe and as we're going to talk about probably later on uh leagues uh got announced and it's starting on the 15th of november so i got super lucky with that and I also have uh, bingo request off. I don't off, say so. that. I, I, <laughs> it's a gross word. I know. I hate that it's called bingo. But, I mean, we called it springo. So, you know. Yeah, but that doesn't sound awful. What, you don't like a little fingo? No, I don't. I don't like <laughs> that. 
surely we can come up with a better name, you know? Workshop it in the comments. <laughs> I kind of like Fango. Fango? But where are you getting the A from? Fall. Oh, <laughs> brain Jesus. no work. I was like, this Bingo guy. doesn't have an A. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, brain, brain's off, dude. It, you um, know, I can understand it because the the A in fall and the A in fango are are pronounced differently. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say I'm not gonna that. say fongo. You know, that sounds <laughs> better than fango. I think, but still weird. What if we What if we call it? Autumn bingo. Autingo. Uh, I don't want to call it Autingo. <laughs> I kind of do, but I feel like some people might not be very happy about Autingo. It sounds so stupid. Yeah, that one's, that one's pretty bad. Anyways, what have, what have you been up to, huh? What's, oh, how's, how's your week going? I just fucking rambled on about mine for fucking six hours. So. 20 minutes, yeah. Um, shit, I... I'm on this maxing grind, so I really haven't been doing, like, anything. I'm 95 runecraft now, which, that's cool. Hey, you know, only four levels below me. On Work's two accounts. just been, like, insanely busy for me lately, which is annoying. So, like, I've had extra days off in the week, but I'm still managing to hit uh, the same amount of hours just because we started some new menu items that just take so much more time to do. Like anything that came previously canned or pre-made or pre-packaged, we're now basically doing everything fresh in-house, which is great for the quality, but cutting 10 pineapples every day. 10. Yeah, 10 whole Dang. pineapples um, to, to meet the, the needs for the day. We have to do it fresh every morning. Like... That sounds annoying. It adds, like... It's not that much time on its own, but when you also consider we're doing Brussels sprouts now, and I have to wash and cut those every day, and we are doing ribs and brisket, and I have to cut that every day, and portion the brisket, like, it's just so much extra time. Uh, and nothing got removed from the menu, so it's all is the brisket, just... Is the brisket pre-cooked? Like, are you cutting it while it's cooked, or is it, is it raw? Yeah, it's, it's, it's pre-cooked. The, the ribs and the brisket I are pretty good. I would, I would eat all the brisket. It'd be gone. I'm going to be honest. I've taken some, some bites here and there. Um, it's really good. But, like, we do it in, like, really small portions. It's yeah. Is it for, like, a brisket burger? Yeah, it's for a burger. Okay. Um, or you can put it on fries. Oh, wow. And the fries get great. barbecue sauce and may, uh, ranch drizzled on top. I have not been to... A location that matches your place of work in a while. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe we can get the boys together to go eat out or something. Yeah. But yeah, the it's just so much extra work. Um, What's the pineapple for? The pineapple goes on like our pineapple burger. Oh, it's not a burger. Okay. Yeah, we've had, we've, that's like a staple item. It's always been there. Oh, okay. That's what my yeah, roommate I guess, gets. I guess I just never saw it. Yeah. Skill it's issue. like the Hawaiian uh, teriyaki burger. Um, Oh, okay. I think I remember that one. Yeah. So normally it would get like two pre-canned uh, rings of pineapple that we grill on our grill, and now it's one of the fresh pineapple rings because they're like way fucking bigger. Bro, cutting pineapple rings is so easy. You just use a knife on a pineapple, and it just it's done. So yeah, fast. 
so we have to wash them. We keep some of the, the pineapple fronds, like the leaves on top, and we uh, reserve them for... We have like a cocktail or something, and it gets used as garnish. And then I have to cut off all the, the hard outer skin. We have like a tool to core it, and then another tool to like... It's like a knife with a plastic bit that sticks out on the side, so you can um, get the oh, same width of cutting. Oh, I know what that is. Cutting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's a pain in the ass. The knife kind of sucks. So, <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Just import the pineapple into RuneScape and mm. use knife on pineapple. Yeah, just one ticket. And just, you know, just fucking finish that shit out real quick. Yeah. So, that, that it's, it's been annoying because, like, realistically, it shouldn't take me that much longer but like it's all new menu stuff that i'm not used to yet so i'm i'm not like quick with it yet um so i'm still still figuring that out but yeah other than that i've just been rune crafting and right now i'm just afking a star because i need stardust um i went through all my stardust on my celestial signet while doing guardians of the rift and I don't really want to like do rune crafting right now i kind of just want to chat and not pay attention to the game at all so, I'm just doing some post-99 mining, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, I'm pretty sure you need another rock golem. Yeah, I mean, let's see. How many do I have? Is it three? Let's, uh, let's peep that real quick. Yeah, I got three rock golems. Let's make it four. Speaking of stars, I guess we can use this as a good transitioning point, because it's not really in any of the, the blogs. It's kind of in the Scar Essence one, so we can talk about that a little bit. But they made it so you can't, like, do Duke mining anymore. You get, like, stopped after five minutes or something. And instead, stars just don't deplete. Uh, well, well, they do they deplete. They did not deplete for, like, a couple yeah. hours. Sorry, they, they deplete as if only two people are mining them. And right now, there's, like, 300 people mining the star I'm on, so... And some stars will have over a thousand people mining them from time to time. Yeah, the plugin was kind of bugging out. It was going up to like 400, then down to 100. I think it just can't figure out how many people are in the area because there's so many. But um, so now stars take forever to deplete. And they're really popular with people because of how AFK they are. It's one click. Uh, I don't have to click. I just clicked onto the tier two and I don't have to click again for another 18 and a half minutes. So. That's crazy. <laughs> um, well, actually, you have to click every five minutes to make sure you don't get logged out. Oh, uh, well, you know, true. <laughs> um, yeah. Except you don't. Jagex, uh, you know, it's cool. People like it. It's good. You know, not good mining XP, but it's really AFK. And, oh, yeah, no. Uh, Otis in the recording booth chat just said uh, it's actually 25 minutes with the... the the joke is a vanilla client. You still have to mm. do it every five minutes. So. Gross vanilla client. Yeah, Jagus, uh, you know, made this change and unfortunately, as a side effect, started DDoSing every world where a star showed up. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've experienced it at all, but I was doing some TOA and I haven't been doing a lot of TOA, but I definitely know it should not feel the way it felt. Uh, and lo and behold, a star had fallen onto our world. Yeah, I think the only time that large stars have dropped on 340, the world that I basically exclusively play on, I have been mm. at work. So, yeah, it has not happened to me. Yeah, it's it's something. Um, 
and Jagex is looking into ways to fix it. They rolled out a um a change a couple days ago now, I think, right? Where yeah, stars will no longer roll for a chance to receive a clue. And apparently, according to Mouse Cream in Petscape, and I looked into this as well, actually. Okay. Um, yeah, if you want to explain. Yeah, the the rolling for a clue scroll code is not good. When when so I don't actually know like the full specifics on it. I was only able to find um like what happens when it actually rolls for a clue. I don't know how often it rolls for a clue. If it does this every single time you mine it's a stardust, every time. that is insane. Yeah. Uh basically it checks your entire fucking bank to see what clues you have. Mm-hmm. Um and then, you know, rolls a clue based on that. Which is absolutely fucking unhinged. Yeah. Um I I don't understand why the change is not just make it so that the uh whenever you obtain a clue it just marks your character with a, uh, a particular var bit that says you have that tier mm-hmm. of clue and then every time you roll a clue just check those var bits var bits are literally just like variables by the way that are local to the player for anyone that doesn't know um they can essentially be used as like flags also known as um, a among other variable things. bit wow yeah um jagex just calls them varbits yeah. so that means um, every three or two ticks depending on the pickaxe you're using or four ticks if you're a madman still using like an addy pickaxe or something it is checking for clues in every single slot of your bank which is insane just absolutely fucking yeah. unhinged this is like <laughs> this is fucking diablo 4 loading an entire other person's stash unit once they load into the game tiers of unhinged yeah it's like, so inefficient because the bigger a player's bank is, the more inefficient it gets. <laughs> you know, like why? Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. So this um, is a substantial like relief on the servers by making this change, but also that start is depleted. It should have been issue. longer. Sad. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, it's unhinged. Um, you know, my fucking armchair developer solution is just attach farbits to a player that track which clues you have. Just if it's necessary, just have a varbit that's either zero or one that just, you know, acts as a Boolean of do you have this tier of clue and just check all of those. And, you know, when you drop or complete a clue, it also removes it. And when you gain a clue, it goes positive. Mm-hmm. And then actually bug test it to make sure it works before you release it. Yeah, I feel like there's been a lot of like bugs lately. You know? Yeah, we were we were talking about that on the the same yeah. episode. I was talking about how you know it's part of like the player trust thing. Is there's been a lot of like crazy bugs that have made it mm-hmm. into the game. I I just don't understand how. I feel like these just don't getting tested. Yeah, I mean, I feel I feel like that's just it. Like they just don't test it before it goes yeah. live. Um. Because with the the Slayer Superior thing, like you could have killed one Slayer creature on task. That's all you needed to do to find out that that was a mm-hmm. bug. I mean, I I don't understand how that was. Okay, so my theory of how this happened was they probably uh they left the developer yeah, they left flag a developer on. flag on. They're like, we need to uh test the superiors here, or they were. The, the the new monsters don't even have superior, so they were maybe messing around with that or something. Um, and then just forgot to turn off their guarantee superior flag. 
I I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, very odd. But yeah, I I don't know what they could do to make stars better. My suggestion, and I don't know if this would be actually good, is making it so stars. Um, every world has uh two stars on it at all times. One that drops at a guaranteed higher tier, and then one that drops at a lower tier. And as soon as one depletes, uh, it drops another one. And that way you're not encouraged to hop because I just showed up to a new star uh, and there's, according to the plugin, 158 people here. There could be more, though. I don't know. The plugin's very buggy. I'm going to assume there's more because this world now has 1,300 people on it. And it's... Yeah, it beats me. Oh, poor LMS people. This is the LMS competitive world. Yeah, poor bots. Oh, true. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who's playing LMS at this hour other than bots. Sucks to suck. I mean, real people do LMS, but it's like Iron Men that are going now for they're bots. easy early game GP. Yeah, and I, I, t- I talked about this on the episode of XP Waste that I was on. Um, I don't really like doing like LMS or Soul Wars and just getting GP that way. It feels lame to me on Iron. I don't know. I don't really care if other people do it, but it's not something I did because I think it's boring mm-hmm. and lame. Yeah, that's fair. I don't really care. Yeah, I, like at the end of the day, I don't care if other people do it, but it's something that I just didn't do because it seemed stupid to me. I did not like it. Yeah. I did LMS for Rune Pouch because buying it with Slayer points is also stupid and unhinged, in my opinion, for the amount that it is. Like, 750? Are you kidding me? No. I'll go suffer through 75 points at LMS instead. Yeah, LMS is pretty quick to get that. I I still think that um you should be able to buy it with GP on an Ironman. Should be able to craft it. True. Oh my god, make it so you can craft it with the new Hunter Guild. Jagex. Yeah, no, it, we know you listen to the show now. <laughs> because of the way that Rune Pouch works, obviously it would probably require some rare material to make one. Um, but it would be cool if you could just make one. I don't really understand why we can't. Uh. The rarity of Rune Pouch has always kind of confused me. Mm-hmm. It is it is a big upgrade. It's a big utility. Yeah. But it feels possibly a little too difficult to obtain for, for some players. For I think for I think the average player, it is too difficult to obtain. Um Yeah. Which is very strange. To I me. mean, it is plus two or three inventory slots, depending on if you have the upgraded pouch or not. Yeah, like the the thread, for example, that feels like it's in the right place for being an upgrade, you know? Yeah. But the rune pouch itself feels in a, in a little bit of an odd place to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm out of my mind. But yeah, I don't know. Always felt weird. I mean, me. I you know, like I said, just make it GP because that's you know mains can do that. So why not irons? Yeah, I don't know. But then you know we get to the what we talked about on the Sebe episode. You know, maybe iron shouldn't be able to buy resources or things with GP. But I mean, that's not a resource. That's an item. So I don't know. Now now that we're off to the Sebe episode, um. I don't care about irons being able to buy shit from shops. It's another thing where it's like, I don't really like it, so I don't do it. Mm -hmm. But it's in the game, so other people can do it if they want. Whatever. And, like, I'm not immune to having bought stuff from shops. Like, early game, Mm -hmm. buying anti-poisons from uh, that one shop on uh, Karamja, the, like, general store that's in just south of Brimhaven, sells anti-poisons. Yeah. Anti-poisons are so fucking stupid to make. Yeah, it actually makes no sense. Aren't they like weirdly high requirement? It's like a three-step process with weird requirements. Like it's so weird. Mm. 
Yeah. You need like coconut milk, which is a fucking pain in the ass to get unless you just do TOA and just get coconut milk because it's on the TOA table for some reason. Yeah, that's annoying. Like it it's weird. Wait, are you talking about regular antipoisons or uh I'm most I think I'm specifically referring to antidotes when I'm talking about coconut milk. But... Okay, yeah, cuz I was going to say those don't require um regular antipoisons don't require any anything too weird. It's uh Oh yeah, so antidote plus mm-hmm. uh is coconut milk plus toad flax plus u roots oh god you coconut roots? milk is a pain in the ass to get u roots are a pain in the ass yeah to get. no thank you yeah jesus christ antidote plus plus what does this require also roots oh magic, magic roots. this time gross and coconut milk and ear at least why do they all require coconut milk i i, I couldn't tell you that's annoying too because you need coconuts as well for um uh protecting dragon fruits which to be fair you're not yeah, protecting be doing dragon much, fruit but... trees and magic trees uh notably magic trees because oh. you need the magic roots to make these things God. you're just double dipping in your need for that i guess like it's a good thing Kuras kind of shit them out yeah but that doesn't matter because magic seeds are also just like kind of rare to begin with and you get yeah. unless you're 99 farming i think only like two magic roots per tree gross like, it's just awful. It's terrible. How are these so cheap for mains? Zora. Oh, does she drop uh anti antidote? Zora plus drops pluses? antidote plus plus at a pretty high rate, and she drops ten of them at once. God, I believe. Thank God for Zora. It's where I have. It's where I have <laughs> all of mine from. I have literally thousands of antidote plus pluses now because I went so dry for blowpipe. And yeah, I think you can then convert them to um, anti venoms, right? Anti venoms, if you want. Yeah. yeah. Which that's nice. Can you make them into anti venom pluses? I think so. I don't really remember. I don't remember how to oh, make. I'll be them. honest. This, yeah, I don't. I've. This is a part of Herbloid that I have not bothered with. I don't yeah. actually remember. Uh, anti venom pluses are anti venom plus torstals. Yeah. God, so many steps to get an anti venom plus. Yeah, they're only ten k for a main. Like, holy. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's weird. Yeah, Herbloid. Most herb lore potions are just, you know, add herb to water and then add thing to water herb. But for some reason, there's some potions that are already turning into, like, the RS3 Infinity Stone potions for some reason. Yeah. I do not like potions that have, like, 600 steps to make it stupid. Yeah, I mean, when we get the overload. (laughs) We won't get the overload. You think? I don't think so. I don't know. I'm voting no. (laughs) We'll see. I mean, yeah, they've been working towards it. It's just a matter of time, I think, before they finally uh, pull the pull the plug on that, and or not pull the plug, but they they you know reveal it as, hey, here you know we have all the ingredients now. Uh, can we can we please make an overload in the main game? And I feel like a I lot just, of players are going to say yes to that. I don't see the reason to. Overloads are very very powerful and. I don't think that making it really annoying to make justifies the... Uh, no, probably not. The power of it. Yeah. Because it's a one inventory slot, super combat, ranged, uh, whatever the best mage potion is. It's literally... I, it's better than Saturated Heart. Yeah. Like, it instantly just makes Saturated Heart useless. Well, Saturated Heart's still free, so it has that going for it. Well, yeah, free to use like, once you have it. But overloads are better. I mean, true. <laughs> Why buy a saturated heart when you could just buy overloads all the time? Incur that cost over time and have a better effect. Yeah, true. 
I mean, most people would do that, but there would still be a market for the saturated heart. It would drop like 20 mil. Oh, for I sure. Because right now its main use is with uh, Shadow, and you want to get yeah. the most out of your Shadow. So. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm fucking crazy, but I just don't think Overload should be in main game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm okay with them being in like you know chambers and with salts being in like uh, TOA, but I, I just don't think it should be a thing in main game. I think it'd be. I weird. don't know. I think I'd be fine with it. Um, I mean, it's a stat boost, right? And I don't think that's that crazy. Um, but it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's the, it's good. The additional DPS is crazy. It, it like, is. it's actually insane. Uh, okay, yes, it is good, but, like, I don't know. I, I don't see a problem with, you know, adding in potions that are eventually better. I think we should, I think we should sooner add a, like, super range potion. Yeah, that, they'll add the super range potion and then the overload. Yeah, I don't know, man. And if you have to make an overload by combining a fucking... Uh, ancient brew or whatever the the final form of that one is mm-hmm. and a super range potion and a super combat and your stupid lily of the sands bullshit yeah the fuck you the menafite remedy shit. <laughs> yeah they're gonna be a pain in the ass to make when they come out and i don't think that justifies the cost or the, the amount of power you get out of them personally yeah i mean they're only gonna be used if you're um tribriding right well, that depends on whether or not we have because you'd um, rather divine versions of uh like the super range when it comes out. Oh, I mean the only air quote divine version of the mage bonus right now is the saturated heart. Uh, no, didn't they add a divine version of the? I don't think so. I thought there is um or divine version of the new mage one. Yeah, no, there is no divine forgotten brew. Oh, huh. Your your schizo once again. I'm schizo. Okay. So yeah, right now the only divine version of mage bonus is saturated heart mm-hmm. forgotten brew is also just worse than uh yeah it's saturated three heart. To 10 versus four to 13 um like I, I i don't know man i mean you know maybe the the overload is gonna be like the overload minus from chambers as eric it's just like a worse version than like the the better version right because i don't think we're gonna get like a smelling salt or a regular overload plus you know but like if it was just a forgotten brew plus super combat plus super range plus menafite remedy, then I'd be more okay with that. Yeah. But my assumption is they're just gonna be like, fuck it, overload plus guys. I mean maybe. I don't know. I think the benefit though is just having all of these effects in one inventory slot. And it would be divine in nature. And that like keeps uh, refilling your, your stats. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? But uh I think that's like kind of it for what we've been doing this week and whatever tangents we've been on. Um, yeah, I don't remember why we started talking about overloads. I don't remember. <laughs> we we tangented hard. Cause I was just talking about like we were talking about stars for a little bit there. Yeah, I don't really remember how we got from stars to other shit. It'll be fun to listen back to and try to figure out how the hell I'm gonna write a description for what we just talked about. Just don't. That's the real solution. Oh, so true, dude. Holy. Yeah, no, uh, it's been not a super crazy weekend game for me. We've gotten a lot of, like, new followers and stuff on on Twitter and for the podcast, though, because of the Sebe episode and his very kind tweet towards us uh, shouting out the show after we had that episode come out last week. That was super cool. Very cool. Yeah. Many thanks. Yeah, so shout out to Sebe if you, if you want to 
hear more podcasts with him. You know, he has his own show. It's not everyone's cup a lot of tea, of, but lot I like of, it. A lot of wacky guests on his show. So Yeah, I was just listening to um, the King Condor episode uh, on my walk this morning. It was, it was good. Uh, I didn't get very far into it, though. Anyways, I think now is a good time to kind of go to break, and then we'll come back and talk about everything we missed over the last two weeks. Yeah. Because this week's episode is sponsored by our lovely patrons over on Patreon. They support what we do and let us continue doing this. And we have a few new patrons this week. At the $2 tier, the tea drinker tier, we have Dinosaur and Sud Tone. At the $5 tier, the tea enthusiast tier, we have Sam Thompson. Thank you. And then at the $10 tea aficionado tier, we have the lovely big dog Larry and Miss Oxy M, also known as Cloud Kicker. Thank you for your continued support. We are also sponsored by Shooting Stars, somehow never doing any damage to the world of Gilnor, giving us good AFK mining. Uh, this episode is also sponsored by the Freaky Forester and his um, his workshop where he's been cooking up the two-handed axe for probably too long. All right, welcome back, everyone. Thank you for sitting through that break. We got a, a number of updates. We're kind of going to blitz through some of them because I think there's a few updates we're going to really want to get into um, versus others that are kind of just there. Boring. <laughs> yeah, a little, They're a little whatever updates. Yeah. Updates that don't really have too many consequences to the game. Um, but we had Jeff Wright and then Sebe on, so we, we, we missed talking at, about these when they first came out and... Maybe. For the most part, we kind of touched on some of these uh, with Sebe since we were talking about skilling at large. Yeah, so. we're we're gonna skip over one of them, but um, we're gonna start off talking about the uh, forestry part two axe overview. And all right, I'm gonna start off by saying it, dude. He's gonna say this it? update really shouldn't have been fucking split into two parts. It has taken <laughs> so fucking long for the second part to come yeah, out. Yeah, when did Forestry so Part One come fucking, out? I'm still so mad that this was split into two parts. I was hard on that fucking. It should be one update. I hate multi-part updates. Just give us the content. Forestry Part One came out in June. Because like one of my problems is right. Like they announced the the new events. And these new events have, like, you know, whatever pet transmog bullshit that they have now. So why should I do forestry now if it's going to be different later mm -hmm. and have more things that I want in it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you can get, like, the, the anima, right, now. I don't care. And then buy the <laughs> stuff later, but... I could also get the anima at the same time as being able to get this new transmog pet thing. Mm -hmm. And be more macro efficient. Like, yeah. I don't know. It... It bothers me when there's content in the game that I feel less inspired to do because it is going to become better later. And I know that because they have already said, hey, guys, we're doing a second update like soon, TM. I mean, clearly the content wasn't ready either. Like they didn't have it fully developed by the time they wanted to release it. So they just yeah. gave us the two parts. But I just. Yeah. Just finish and, the updates, guys. Even now it's not ready because they're still changing the two handed axe in pretty fundamental ways um so 
for those of you that didn't read this blog, the the two-handed axe previously used to use run energy and it was kind of clunky. And now it And I called it stupid and I was like, they should just get rid of it. And guess what? They're fucking getting rid of the run energy mechanics yeah. because they're dumb. Yeah. Now the way it works is you just have a twenty percent chance to not obtain a log and you receive ten percent. Uh they did a really awesome job in this what? by making it so that on the top section, it says they're reducing uh, the extra experience received to 10%. Um, and then it still says 20% in the mechanics section. Oh, okay. Because well, why even bother writing it down correctly? You know, fuck it. Yeah, wait one second. Control F10. Uh, no, the 10% is 10% reduced bonus XP from the previous 30 percent and you'll receive a 20 percent you'll receive 20 percent more experience for each successful hit of a tree with a 20 percent not to gain a log yeah and they said we're going to reduce the extra experience received oh we're going to reduce it to 10 percent i thought it was reduce it mm -hmm. by 10 okay well fuck they just they just didn't write it down correctly okay well 10 percent more section. xp for 20 percent less logs so it's literally just better uh and to well it's better than the regular axe is what i'm trying to say it's it's better than the regular axe if you're just going for xp which um, most people which are. most people are obviously there are some people like you know when i was gathering my redwood logs for shades maybe i would have opted not to use a, a two-handed axe but personally i don't really care that there's a direct axe upgrade in the game um mm -hmm. I, I don't yeah really i mean we have the the uh i was gonna say blazing axe that's not right at all the infernal infernal axe thank you which is just and crystal tools as well. Yeah, crystal tools as well. But the infernal axe is the the better comparison because it just burns the log away mm -hmm. for fire making XP. Right, you don't get bonus uh, woodcutting XP, but you can AFK harder. And most people realize that an axe that just gives you less logs is better. Right. Yeah, it's it's just a straight upgrade for the most mm -hmm. part. It, like that's not a downside. That's actually an upside. So to counteract this, right. The infernal axe, you have to charge it with the infernal stone or additional axes. So that's the cost to it. This cost is going to be the rations, which are going to be absolutely dirt cheap. Um, oh, yeah. Just completely worthless. Yeah. Like, it was going to be really annoying um, having to make these because you needed mm -hmm. specifically cooked meat, which was going to be dumb. Yeah. But now they made it so that uh, one of the changes listed in this is uh, they are changing the scaling of rations created dependent on the type of cooked fish and leaf type. Mm -hmm. So you will get um, a multiplier for the type of fish you use, and you will get the base amount from the type of leaves you use, ranging from 2 to 12, based on which type of leaf you use, and uh, 1x rations from levels 1 to 33 fish. Um, does it say if this is fishing level or cooking level? Uh... I assume are they the same level. i don't even know yeah but level one to 33 fish you know 1x rations 34 to 69 nice um 2x rations and 70 to 99 3x so if you use a level 70 70 to 99 fish say for example a shark you will get 12 times three rations for 36 rations okay well fishing and cooking level are not the same shark is 76 fishing in 80 cooking so yeah I'd... i assume it's fishing level though probably i don't know so yeah, you with the best option. So you know, say you're using I don't know sharks. I don't know why you'd be using sharks. Uh, what's a tier seventy fish? Swordfish? Mm. Maybe. 
Uh, harpoon. No, that's 50, Jesus Christ. I'm so out of touch. Um, but let's just say you're using a sharks, I guess. Uh, and then you can use uh, magic leaves. You're going to get uh, 36 rations every time you craft it. Uh, and it, for a full inventory, that's 972 rations. So that's 972 swings of your your axe, you know. it That'll be pretty quick to make. It'll be pretty cheap. Irons can, they have a surplus of random bullshit fish. So Which most iron men do, uh, yeah. as far as my understanding goes, unless they have chosen to drop all of it. So, yeah, so just use whatever bullshit fish you have. Um, if you're a new iron, just, you know, keep your And this is also literally the only use for leaves. Yep, the only use for them is is this now. <laughs> I uh, still think Are we getting that bonfires? They should... Is that going to be You're getting for them? bonfires, but they don't I think you can like I think you need to include leaves to make the initial bonfire and that's it. Okay. Well, Yes. In my opinion, you shouldn't use bonfires ever, though. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's AFK fire making. I, I wouldn't use it. Because I, yeah, it's... despite what we said earlier, I do actually kind of like uh, Winter Todd. I have some I Stockholm don't. Syndrome there. I absolutely do not. But, yeah, so. I, I would rather still do Winter Todd over regular fire making or AFK fire making just because the XP rates are so fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I still think you should get full XP per log doing the, the bonfires, just have it be really slow. Yeah. I don't, I don't really understand why we couldn't just have RS3 bonfires. I was originally opposed to it. Um, I think, but I don't really understand my own reasoning for that anymore. Yeah. Like it's fire making as long as it's really slow, who cares? Yeah. I don't don't care. As long as the XP rate isn't competitive, you know, if someone wants to AFK it. And it's not even that AFK, because you're still having to stop every 27 logs to go grab more, you know? Yeah, like, uh, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. I think my reasoning was, haha, I like firelines, they're funny, but, like, yeah. firelines are still, like, a viable thing to do. Yeah. It, it's faster. Yeah, it's the fastest method. It's better than Winter Todd to do a fireline all the way to 99. Yeah. It's just expensive. Um, and boring. Yeah, and boring. But so is Winter Todd, so... Yeah, I don't know. I think that's all really to say about this. Um, they'll, I mean, part two will come out whenever the fuck it comes out. I guess probably next year, if I were to guess. Yeah, they said that they're coming out with um, a new timeline for stuff. Stuff's gotten changed around, so we'll see. Yeah, it is. It is genuinely somewhat crazy to me how long this has taken to come out. Um, yeah. It, like I'd it, be interested to know what 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 the dog doing. <laughs> I assume there's like some internal like um debating on the content, you know? And that's what's slowing things down. Yeah, I don't know. But maybe not. I I have no idea. But the the next update that came out was the Scar Essence Bind. We talked about this on the Sebe episode, so if you want to hear our extended thoughts, that's there. Oh, and this is also where they announced the change to the League's for home teleport animation. Yeah. And this is the one that I had told you about that was made. They they say it. Um, yeah. This this is the fun old... fact. We were able to show you this one uh, now because it was the original one for Trailblazer League. Like, I genuinely just didn't understand why they just you didn't use this one from the start. Mm-hmm. They had this sitting around literally fully completed. Like, yeah, I. 
I like the animation to an extent. I don't know if I'm crazy about it though. The there's like a greenish tinge to it as well that makes me think too much of um greenish. Uh, maybe it's my monitor. It's like yeah, a greenish yellow. It's just yellow, my dude. I don't know. It's on both my monitors. It kind of looks greenish, like a very slight green tinge to it's it. It's just in Sparrow's colorblind. Bro, I'm not colorblind. You guys try to always gaslight me that I'm colorblind. I'm not colorblind. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't see it. It's it's a normal like fiery yellow to me. All right, let's see. I'm gonna go pull this into into Photoshop right now. It's like the base of the fire has like a greenish tinge to it. I think that might be like the transparency on the blue background. Oh, you might be fucking right, dude. That's like 100% what it is. (laughs) Yeah, I imagine that's probably just it being transparent on a blue background and those combining into green. All right, well, my complaint's non-existent then. The the thing that I kind of like about it is, right, you can see if you know what the the Trailblazer animation, uh, the original one, ended up looking like. You can see the the direct line at which this was converted to that old one. Yeah. Um. So I think it's kind of cool that this one is now being used because it's like, you know, they're both trailblazer. It makes sense that they'd be kind of a similar home teleport. But this one's fiery this time because we're actually going with the fiery theme. Yeah. I mean, it is a pretty similar animation. So, I mean, that that also was kind of part of my old or my other complaint to it was that it's pretty similar. I think it makes more sense, though, for the Trailblazer Reloaded teleport animation yeah. to be more similar to the Trailblazer animation than to the speedrunning animation. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like, I'm not going to complain too hard about it. Yeah, I don't know. it's, it's I, fine. It was, it was just generally confusing to me why they didn't just pull this asset back, and now they are actually doing that. So, cool. Neat. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, and that's it for that blog. I, oh, the that's done. actually somewhat kind of interesting the the new skill guide uh got released oh, that doesn't interrupt actions yeah uh that's been fine um people complained about it in some discords and on reddit and stuff which was funny okay. yeah um what they, what's wrong with it I, I can't do animation stalls anymore by opening up the skill guide it's like okay click, click a, anything else yeah click a quest guide click a achievement diary collection log yeah i don't know it's a weird i don't know yeah yeah i think it's fine um one thing i find interesting is that you can move the the old skill guide around now Mm -hmm. and it doesn't follow like rune light moving rules so you can't like snap it anywhere so if you adjust your screen size it's just like in a random place (laughs) oh really it's very weird uh it seems to be following the rules for me yeah it it stays in like some weird places when i change uh the size of it Mm. i'm using the the scroll one still yeah Um, same i don't use the new one i i i looked at the new one and i was like i haven't even looked at the new one or it's in the settings i assume it i mean it just looks like the settings menu right it just has like the little tabs on the side instead of the extra scroll on the right side Mm -hmm. and it just has all the stuff in it like it's just the the new menu style. Like, sure, that's fine. I'm gonna use the old one because I'm used to it, but it it looks fine. <laughs> Enable new interface. Uh, why does it go transparent when I grab it? Uh, that any menu does that. Uh, try and resize the try and resize the map. It bugs out the same way. Interesting. You can resize this though, which is interesting. 
Yeah, I don't know why you would. <laughs> the the assets inside stay the same size. So uh, so you can see more of it. I guess. I don't know. Or you can see less of it so you can see the game. Sure. I don't know. I, it's cool. Yeah, I, it's, I think I'm going to stick with the scroll just because it's nostalgic. Yeah. I, I like that uh, they're like changing you know, things like this and allowing us to keep the old things as well, though. Mm-hmm. It's, it's cool. It's whatever. Um, yeah, and then they changed stars, but we already talked about that. Yeah. I'm going to skip over the next two, and we're going to just talk about this week's update before we get into the other two. Because I think okay. the other two is like where we're going to get the meat of our discussion. That's fair. So this week was a pretty minor thing. It's PvP changes and World 45 changes. Things cost more now to reclaim. Um, or you can reclaim some new stuff. So now the big thing is Book of the Dead. You can reclaim now um, and you can get multiple of them for nine and a half K. Neat. So yeah, if you want uh you can go get a bunch of those and bring them out into the wildy and use thralls you still have to bring the runes which kind of sucks but now you can use thralls at the wildy bosses um and not worry about losing your book of the dead every time and you can also get an ava's device including the assembler for 7k plus a vorkath head so i think that might be like the best way to go about getting additional ones rest in peace sea engineer videos of camping at uh draenor manor oh so fucking true i didn't even think about that and in the other changes thing the only thing that's like super relevant is uh guardians the rift now caps you at 250 fragments in terms of xp so once you mine more than that you stop getting xp and that's just kind of to discourage players from afk mining in there because now it's gonna be really bad xp on top of the fact that it was already pretty bad, but now you will cap out your XP pretty early on, and you can stop griefing the games. Thank you. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I don't really understand the reasoning for this change, but stopping people from griefing and just staying there, that actually makes sense. Yeah, because what people will do is they just sit in the instance in mine, because it was really AFK mining XP, um, and it would grief the game, because you'd get like a significant portion of the players just AFK mining. I mean, the next step would be to make it so Guardians of the Rift encourages players to actually uh, deposit cells. And because right now, if you have cells and all the barriers are repaired and you are capped on golems, now you just have a minus one inventory spot because repairing a fully charged shield gives you no XP. So, yeah, I, I believe it gives you a tiny amount of points. Yeah, it should give you full points and full XP no matter what. Yeah, I don't really understand why uh, it is the way that it is. Yeah. I think it was probably an attempt to like make sure that people didn't constantly grab white cells and put them into barriers. But like, that's such an inefficient use of your time anyways. Why do we need to stop that? Yeah. I don't think that was a consideration at all. Then what was the consideration for capping it? Uh, fuck if I know. But... Yeah, that's why that's why that's like my one thing that I'm throwing out there. That's all I can think of. I, I think the consideration was they want you to spread out your cells to the ones that aren't fully repaired, but they didn't realize how many players would be in a single instance because they they increase the, the amount of players per instance like twice after release. Right? It yeah, was like a hundred players or something on release. And now it's what, way more than that? I don't know what the yeah. cap is anymore. 
I don't do masses. I've done like three in my life, so. Yeah, so other changes uh, i don't think there's anything else really they removed the rogue green pi- pixel on the warp scepter's attack animation up. i don't know if you saw that rogue green pixel but it was really dumb looking i did see um, it it just was floating way out to your west yeah it was it was stupid and weird and I, it's another thing that i don't understand how it got through because if was... you literally just used the warp scepter at all you'd be able to notice it because way out in the middle of like it's like kind of far it's like away from one tile away from you yeah wh- why are you looking a whole tile away for you for a single pixel so actually i think it was a uh, like a voxel but so here's the thing like a cube if you go to barrows mm-hmm. it is unmissable oh is it i guess it because stands out the background yeah. of barrows is just black yeah yeah it is impossible to miss that pixel that's funny you will always notice it oh you know what the actual good update this week is Hmm. Uh, using the right-click options on your this was already a rune light feature. Camera doesn't change the pitch. Was it already a feature? Yep. Oh, already a rune light feature. Well, I didn't. Uh, I'm just in the main game now. I didn't have it enabled, so <laughs> that's cool that it's in the main game though. Yeah. Yeah. And then the the old school, or I guess not old school, but the RuneScape TTRPG is now available for pre-order, which is yeah weird. I I don't know what rule set it's using. Like, I highly doubt they made their own from scratch rule set. So I don't know if this is a modified 5e. I don't know if this is using like a GURPS or what what it's using. Well, look at um like if you look if you scroll down a bit and you look at the RuneScape Kingdoms uh, Shadow of Elvarg board game and expansions, mm-hmm. it's got like a lot of tokens here, a lot of like stuff. Yeah. And I had to I had to look and check to make sure that this was part of the TTRPG and not just like, you know, some other board game. And no, I'm pretty sure this is part of the, the TTRPG. So I don't know. I don't know what's what's going on here. Yeah, they also have be interested the, the to... same company that did this also has done like their the Dark Souls game, Monster yeah, Hunter. I think and I think I Dark think they're Souls doing the... is a modified five E. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's also a deluxe expansion that comes with uh, a KBD, uh, Calphite Queen, uh, this is called Zuck, and Kolymancer expansion. Neat. I wonder what all of those do, you know? Yeah, I have <laughs> I'd no be idea. kind of interested to know if this is any good. I think so those I were stretch goals. I think this was like a Kickstarter? Yes, it was. Yeah. I'd be interested in playing this. I don't, I don't know how much is, this is going to cost. Yeah, I'll, I'll check the, the available for pre-order now. What are we looking 70 at? euros? How much is that in american god-given dollars i believe less than 70 i believe the euro or i don't know i don't actually know what which one's better right euro now. to usd 7360 usd square so sandwich from sandwich lady cringe so it's 75 bucks i'd be interested in playing this what's well, like the giga version though that gives me everything how much is that that surely isn't just 75 bucks uh also shipping i imagine it only ships from uk Maybe. Uh, let's see. The collector's edition. I think the collector's is the 70 bucks. 75 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then do they have expansion they like, deluxe? Oh, there we go. Board game deluxe bundle. What's this? Is the Giga Pack. $244 US. Sheesh. That is still less than I paid for Spirit Island. 
Jesus Christ. However, I bought Spirit Island on the predication that I already knew that it was good and I really liked it. Yeah. So. Wait, so how much is this in US? It's 244.95 US. I said that. Uh it's 244.95 euro. On my screen it's showing in US. Uh, it shows a dollar sign, not a euro sign. Shows a euro on my sign. Uh, I guess Well, it could be the same issue. price, I don't know. Sounds like a skill issue to me. Yeah. Uh, I'm not using a VPN right now, am I? No, my VPN's off. I don't know then. In the top right, is it marked? Is your region marked as US? Uh, it's marked as Austria. <laughs> that might be your problem. Why is it marked Austria? I don't know. United States. Okay. All right, so 245 bucks for this. That's uh yeah. pretty expensive, but I mean that checks out for you know a board game and a bunch of little expansions. Yeah. I don't really know what the tiny expansions have in them, but they okay. don't seem worth $35 to me. Yeah, so clearly as well, this is not a, um, this is not a 5e, because if you look at like the expansion images, there's like a board with like... Yeah, there's like a board with cards food on Food cannon. Yeah. Empowered pastry. Yeah, there's something going on here. I see a... There's a nibbler. Desert rust. Uh, like, I don't know what, what's going on here. They have, like, a trailblazer map. It looks map. interesting, though. <laughs> yeah. It, it it looks interesting. I'd be willing to try it if someone that wasn't me bought this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll buy the, the regular edition. Um, I'm absolutely not buying the, the big one, but... Yeah. Might be willing to, to buy the, the regular one and see how that is. Mm-hmm. And then, if that's not terrible, maybe buy some, if not all, the expansions over time. You know, maybe it'll be on um, uh, the what's that virtual tabletop thing? Tabletop simulator. Yeah, tabletop sim. Probably not. I don't know. Maybe a lot of stuff gets put on tabletop sim because it's just fans making models of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who knows? Anyways, TTRPG tangent over. Yes. Um, let's go over, because th- I suppose I can't say let's go over RuneScape related things because that is still technically RuneScape related. Let's get into main game stuff. Yeah. Um. Uh. Do we talk about leagues first or do we talk? I think about leagues is going to have the shortest conversation. I want to know when the league ends. They said. I couldn't find it. Where uh, does it say it? Let me find it. Uh, in the FAQ. It says, how long will the leagues last? Eight weeks of league-y goodness. So two months. Yep. Interesting. Uh, which means I will not be participating all league. Because <laughs> I need a max. Anyway, it's time to take two months off. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'm taking a week off. That'll be my league's grind. Or maybe I don't even play leagues the first week. I don't know. I am playing leagues. I I recommend to anybody listening to this episode, if you can, log into leagues the hour it launches, the instant it launches. Mm -hmm. It is always madness when leagues first launches, and it is honestly a blast. It's super early in the morning for anybody uh, on the Pacific Coast. It is less early. I suppose it it is rather, it is late for East Coast. I think it's like midnight is the update time there. It's like 3 a.m. for us, isn't it? What the, uh, it would be 6 a.m. for them.
I suppose yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm I'm going the other way around. Yeah, you're going the um, other way around. I'm gonna leave that silence in. <laughs> yeah, it's brain work. Uh, listen, just because I lived in Florida for three years and had it down at one point, it was I also had it down the other way around. So yeah, I constantly had to convert to PS. No, it's okay. I'm leaving in my dumb brain stuff earlier in the episode. <laughs> uh, so we're both dumb this episode. So what that means if it launches on the 15th of november one so it'll run so that's one two three four five six seven eight it will end on the 10th of january cool i think it might plus or minus one week in case i fucking count them wrong but i'm going with 10th of january yeah that's what i just got to so 10th of january uh will be the end date for that that feels really long has uh, have the other leagues gone that long the other leagues have gone longer, actually. Jesus <laughs> How can people the... dedicate that much time to leagues? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, at one point I had Dragon Cup, because, but because they decided to extend uh, Shattered Relics for another fucking month, yeah. I, had to, I, I no longer had Dragon Cup. Cringe. So. Well, you can get Dragon Cup this time around, so. I'm not a neat this time around, though, so. It'll be go- it, there's no way it, it doesn't go long enough that you I'm can I'm also get better it. at the game, though, so. Yeah. And you, you'll um, have enough days off, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I have every Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, I'll probably, you know, literally just be dedicating every moment of my free time to leagues because I find it very enjoyable. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so we got the the date for leagues now. Uh, in case you missed it, November fifteenth is the start day for leagues Trailblazer. Uh, it's going to be three regions with. Mislin and Karamja unlocked automatically. You're going to have the option to unlock Karen this time around. Karen is going to be cracked. It is not an option, in my opinion. It is, it is mandatory. It is the single best region, in my opinion. Yeah. The, the fact that we had an entire league dedicated to Karen, and there was even more shit there That was now. also like five years ago yeah. now, though. There's even more stuff there now. It's even yeah. better. So Yeah, so... Uh, the important thing with the fact that this is three regions and that we're getting the regions that we do, there is no possible way for you to get the Soul Reaper Axe in this league. You do not have enough regions. Are you sure? Yes. Because if you unlock Desert, you get Leviathan immediately. Oh, yeah, because you have to get uh, Ice Mountain. Mm-hmm. Ice Mountain's not in Mistlin. Yep. I was going on the predication that Ice Mountain was in Mistlin. That's sad. Honestly, yeah, no way to get the the axe. So, I, I I think this kind of solidifies that I'm just gonna do the three raids. Yeah, I will probably still be doing uh Zaya Desert as Garnia. I want to kill Max. Fair. I want ZCB. I think that would be fun as hell. Yeah, although you know, with just Desert and Mislin, I believe you can still at least get uh one of the bosses. So if you want to go do Leviathan. Leviathan. You immediately unlock Leviathan because yeah. mis- uh, Guardians of the Rift is a Mistlin. Yeah, so if you want to get Virtus, you can. Um, although, I don't know why you'd want to get Virtus when you could just go do uh, Keb- Karen and Kebos and get the uh, Ancestral. Ancestral um, yeah. I mean, you know, Virtus is better for Ancients. Yeah. yeah. If you're, like, doing um, the Inferno, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what gem does do you get there? Is it the Poison one? That one smoke? is smoke. Okay, yeah. let's say uh, Bad. Yeah. 
but if you're taking Zaya, which you probably are, you're getting the blood gem. So yeah, true. Blood gem good. They also showed off uh, another concept art for the bulwark, which is just worse than the Reddit made concept art. By worse, I mean it's just less illustrative of what it's going to yeah, look it's like. Just less representative of actual in-game. It's more concept art from the actual Jagex team. Mm-hmm. We got so. um, the Trailblazer outfit, what that's going to look like fully modeled. Uh, you seriously are just the Fire Nation. So that's I cool. will still never buy one of these outfits. Yeah, the banner as well, you'll never buy. Actually, I might. I think if you have one of the outfits stored in your POH, you're able to do the emote, so I might buy one eventually. We'll see. Oh, is there an emote for it? It's the the relic unlock emote. Mm, cool. The trophy is a dragon with fire in it. That's pretty cool. You have the dragon rank. Um, and then they showed off the blowpipe, which I think kind of looks bad. <laughs> I don't really like it. I think it looks fine. Um, I like regular blowpipe more. Yeah. But... I don't know. It just kind of looks goofy. Um, but the things I actually really. wanted to see, they haven't made models for. So yeah, I love that they actually have finished some of this, and the rest of it they just haven't. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure by the time leaks comes out, I still be done. want to know if um I can activate the respawn animation, but not the death animation. Probably not, because I don't like the death animation, but I do like the respawn animation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask that as an FAQ right now because. If you are curious about anything after reading the League's blog, they have included a section that allows you to submit a question. Yep. I was literally going to say, hey, you should do that. Um, And they mention in the FAQ that any questions they'll add to the FAQ area once they answer it. So I'm assuming these questions that were already populated weren't FAQ questions that people answered. They just like put them in here themselves. So. But yeah, I'm excited for leagues. Um, we'll see how burnt out I am by then. Um, uh, maybe I don't know. I felt a little burnt out um last week, but I'm getting back into the swing of it. So, you want to talk about Chambers of Zarek? Um, give me a second. Okay. There we go. I submitted my question. I asked, will I be able to activate just the respawn animation, not the death animation of the new reward? Hell yeah. Because. You know, this is a, a completely new thing. To yeah. Have death animations and respawn animations. No, this is the yet. first of its kind. So I would like to still have the normal death animation. I don't like the, the proposed one. I think it looks dumb. Yeah, I mean. But I do like popping back into existence. What? Are we going to say burn now instead of sit? No. Yeah, I don't, I don't really like that. Um, I do like popping back into existence. So I, I think I made it clear in the past. Mm. I really like that the Trailblazer home, or not Trailblazer, uh, the Speedrunner home teleport has an arrival animation. I think that's cool. Um, so I, I think similarly, the idea of a respawn animation is also cool. Yeah. Anyways, Chambers. Yeah, Chambies. I talked about this at length with a couple people last night. Mm-hmm. Um, my opinions are largely unchanged. <laughs> yeah, so... The community is not too happy with this. It seems like, for the most part, this is very negatively received. And I think that's in part because the players were hoping for something that Jagex didn't say they were giving us, which is they were hoping for reworks of rooms that players didn't enjoy. Um, or That's weird. Yeah. I don't, 
I don't think community sentiment was anything around that. I think people are just mad that it costs money. Well, I think that's the Iron Man sentiment. But if you if you go on a uh, uh, I just tried to say every platform that wasn't Twitter. If you go on a Twitter, um, and you look at the post, I have to. Yeah, that's go not find gonna happen. It. Sorry. Yeah, the the first reply you see is from Ignoble Solid. Congrats, by the way, on uh, Twitch partner. Uh, the Banda partner pipeline is real. Uh, and he said, glad to see scouting addressed, but what about fixing the rooms? Tekton still an RNG Dragon Warhammer snooze fest like and that. Metadial machine gun left untouched. I don't like the idea that this solves scouting. I disagree. Um, well, this solves scouting by just removing it. Yeah, some players wanted that. Which I think is fine, but when I heard that they were adding quality of life to scouting, I thought they were going to actually improve the scouting process and not just remove it. Yeah. So I, I personally, that's where I stand. I can talk about it a little more later, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, the next reply is where are the CM mutter dial changes? Uh, someone wants scav rooms at the end of the raid and farming, right? So you don't have to run back. Um, someone asking if they can get custom rotations cheaper with combat achievements. Uh, this is something that I want to get your feedback on, but I'll save that for a moment. Um, someone complaining about the price. Another person complaining about the price. I feel like that's the big one. There's a lot of people are like, it's too expensive. Yeah, it, I think it was mostly like the. Can I see these now? Are they letting me view quotes? Yeah. King Condor says, "Hot take: Scouting is only annoying if you choose to limit your preferences by either not wanting to learn a room that takes two minutes when done properly at a casual rate, or running one to chase high purple per hour, both of which do not just. Oh my god, this is such a long post. Why am I reading this one? Um. I understand the general sentiment, and I mostly agree. But he gets on to say, bigger issue is Tecton mudded out of vanguards. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I, while I think that the better thing to do to chambers is to make low point-per-hour rooms into higher point-per-hour rooms and make them less awful to do, um, I, I think that, you know, that would make it so that I would be more like... Because a, a lot of scouts, for me, the reason I don't generally take a long time to scout is... I usually just doing... don't want to. I usually just don't want to do the V's. I yeah. don't want to do Vanguard's Vasa or Vespula. I don't want to do Vanguard's because my account is currently in a state where my DPS against any particular Vanguard is going to be wildly fucking different. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do Vasa, honestly, for no reason. Um, I think mostly just because I don't have uh, a stab weapon on hand. If I finally got a uh, Hosta, I'd probably be fine with doing Vasa. Um, and I don't want to do Vespula because I feel like sometimes the people I'm doing chambers with uh, don't know how to do Vespula. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know how to do Vespula. I've never done it. They don't, it's, it's not that hard, but um, I, I don't really feel like teaching it. And yeah. some people get really sketched out by the redemption method. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, I mean, th th you know, there's also a lot of people complaining about the price. They're saying it's the right price. Um, one sentiment I've seen kind of a lot of actually is uh people saying that iron men should be able to pay for it with death's coffer uh something that sebe even supported on his uh recent ramble if iron men can do it then mains can do it and then that just instantly makes it cheaper because mm -hmm. you get a 10 percent so, bonus from death's coffer i believe yep so um i'm not against that but i just think that's a point worth bringing up yeah uh i don't know i i'm not an iron man so i don't really care yeah, I, I'll be honest, with the, the current pricings, I think the pricing is fine. I don't really care. Uh, the justification for the pricing makes sense, in my opinion. Um, some people are arguing that 
uh, this um, uh, an argument I heard uh, last night was that this is similar to invocations. If you're applying invocations to change the way that the raid works, um, that is free. However, this, in order to change the raid works, costs money. Uh, my rebuttal to that is that Chambers just fundamentally works different from TOA. Um, mm -hmm. And we're resolving something that already exists. I don't know how strong an argument it is to compare something that is newer. Maybe it is good. Maybe it isn't. I'm not totally sure. I don't really agree with it. My, my think... argument against that is that for TOA, you're making the raid harder. For this, you're making the raid easier. Well, then we get into the question of why does scaling cost money then? Uh, I don't know. Because fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's why that argument kind of falls apart, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I, I think that the reason I think it costs money is because you are just skipping the scouting process, which is a fundamental part of Chambers as it currently stands. Mm -hmm. um, and they're not getting rid of scouting. If they were getting rid of scouting and making this the only option, I think it should be free. However, scouting is still an option. And as such, I think this should be a, a paid option to skip the scouting process. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I haven't done enough chambers to really like have strong feelings on it but like clearly this isn't what people want i yeah I, this is I, i'll get into my thing here this isn't what i want yeah um i think like i've I seen said, more negative sentiment than i've seen like i don't think i've seen like much positive sentiment towards this yeah i i'm very neutral about the current proposal i am disappointed by scaling costing money uh because i was really excited to not need alts um, but needing to pay a hundred thousand GP minus one thousand per invisible player, I'm never gonna do that. I'm sorry, it's just not gonna happen. Um, it's not worth that much money to me. Um, and I know a lot of players that I play with that have alts that are frequently bonded. So whatever, <laughs> I'll just I'll just raid with them. Mm -hmm. It's a little frustrating. I, I once again I, I, I feel like it does make sense for them to charge for it since right now you essentially have to charge for it you know you have to fucking pay jagex to have another account that has membership um which if you think about it that way it's a little fucked up that they're charging us gp in order for us to not have to pay the membership costs um just yeah. saying a little weird <laughs> um but uh yeah that one i'm a little disappointed by but the the yeah the buying a layout essentially i don't really care that's fine um, I probably will never use it. I'm sure there are people that will use it, and that's fine. What I wanted to see was I wanted to see actual quality of life changes to the scouting process. I wanted to see some kind of system, be it like creating a Slayer block list of some kind mm -hmm. so that you can just decide to block rooms and you can change out which rooms you have blocked from time to time. So if I'm raiding with a group that's uncomfortable with this or that room, I can block those out. If I'm raiding with a group that has, is comfortable with every room, I can just leave them all on. Um, I'd like to see something like that. Um, if you could weight rooms so that you could make it so that, uh, you know, I put Tecton at the top of the list and let's say, I don't know, uh, Vespiel at the bottom because people are uncomfortable with it. I'm more likely to get the rooms that I weighted highly than the rooms I weighted lowly. Just something to make it a little bit faster to find the raid that I want. Because it usually doesn't take that much time to scout a raid, maybe five minutes at most, usually, unless we start getting really unlucky. But with the more players you have, the faster the scouting process is, right? Because people are finding raids more quickly. So I, I don't know. I, I just would, would have liked to seen something that actually made the scouting process better rather than just getting rid of the scouting process.
Yeah, I I think like, you know, uh, a block list style thing would have been probably the best approach. Um, with like tokens that you unlock via the raid. Um, that way, or just like a an amount of clears even. Yeah, me- it's just like you need X n- number of KC for your first block slot, and then mm-hmm. X more for your second one. I think probably cap it at two, maybe three. Um, I mean, I think you should get to a point that if you really just want to run, uh, like a specific layout, you can get pretty close to that. Because I think the ideal is that you eliminate the need to buy scouts from people that are just doing scout botting. You know? Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, I I think you should have to still scout for like your first like you know, at least dozen or two raids. Yeah. Before you unlock the ability to not have to do it to some extent. But even even that logic falls apart a little bit because if you're doing group raids, well, now your buddies that can have the better scouting are scouting for you. So that's true. I mean, I yeah, I don't know. But that's fine. But I you think. weren't scouting I, I in the really first care. place, probably. If yeah. If new players aren't usually people. scouting the raids yeah they're like going into raids and being like guys is this raid good because they don't know what's good yet and they're just like no and so then the person gets into a new raid and they're like what about this one because they, they just don't know yeah most of the time new players just don't scout until they learn which rooms they like and which ones they don't mm-hmm. yeah i i don't know I, this is it's not something i'm super familiar with like it's my i i've only done like 25 chambers of Eric, so like i I don't know what they should do for this entirely. Um, clearly, it's not this. I don't think it's not this. I think it is just an adjusted version of this. In the broadcasting chat, Otis is asking uh, did we say how much the cost was, and we didn't exactly. No. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go over the specifics of their proposal here yeah. because I just kind of immediately went on a tangent about how I think this is fine, but not that great. Um, for those of you that are not that have not read the blog and are listening in, yeah, basically what they're doing <laughs> is a basic. Basically, what they're doing is they're making it so that um, for a cost of five hundred thousand GP, you can fully customize your raid. You can select the number of rooms between five and eight. You can uh, select a specific layout, select based on that size layout being um, the order in which the rooms are placed um, and like what direction they go, etc. Um, players can select specific encounters to fill the layout that they have selected. So you get to choose literally each encounter on the way there. Um, so you can do everything for 500,000 GP. You can just skip the scouting process entirely and decide what your raid looks like. You will also have the, prob- the option to pick a predefined static layout. Um, they are proposing a beginner-friendly layout um, and a competition layout, basically designed for like speedrunners. Um, the beginner-friendly layout would exclude Vanguards, Vespula, Vasa, and Tecton, the f- most frequently skipped encounters. Tecton is a bit weird to me. I didn't know that we skipped Tecton in learner raids nowadays. I don't think there have been very few raids in my existence that Tecton has not been in. Yeah, I I learned with Tecton. I can see like why Tecton might be intimidating maybe to a new player but like i think every other raid is worth or every other room is probably worse for a new player i don't know why you wouldn't have them do tecton yeah i don't know vespulon i can understand vasa i can kind of understand yeah vanguards i can also kind of understand vanguards isn't that crazy though uh vanguards really just comes down to the problem of like if you have bad gear and other players have good gear the dps becomes uh weirdly inconsistent between players so it it becomes a little weird. Mm-hmm. 
I think maybe they're uh, maybe they're just taking it straight from data or something. Like people that yeah, I, do their first maybe. X number of raids don't do these rooms. I I don't know. They don't say that. They just yeah. They it's the most frequently skipped encounters. How they come to yeah, that conclusion, then, I don't know. And then the scaling costs are. I think I already said this, but uh, you can add an invisible player for a hundred k, and then a second costs ninety nine k, a third ninety eight k, reducing by one k for each additional scale. Which I don't up really to get. Why ninety nine players? I don't get why. I guess that once you're doing like mega scales, it matters if you're doing yeah. uh a hundred additional or ninety nine additional players. You know, I would like it if scaling didn't cost money at all. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be fine. I that is where I see the TOA comparison of directly increasing the difficulty of the raid doesn't cost money, and so why does it cost money at chambers? the The only reason I see the argument the other way is like you know there are already there's already an existing player service where you can pay someone to uh, scale your raid, but what does that player do? Literally, fucking sit there and do nothing. There is a different service where they actually do stuff, and that costs more money. So that service won't go away because they actually like give you additional points by like doing stuff. Mm -hmm. They can like drink your potions and shit. I don't really remember exactly what they do, but they give you more points and also scale the raid. So yeah, um, that service probably will not go away, even if scaling becomes free. But I also really don't care. I, I don't think we should be thinking about oh, how are we going to affect the account services market with our update? <laughs> Who cares? Mm -hmm. I don't think that that's something we should worry about. No. Um, yeah, I saw a lot of people being The scaling like, cost for me at the end of the day just feels like they want us to pay for membership. Otherwise, you have to pay GP. Fuck off. Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of people saying um, the 500k for a fully customized raid should cost more. Because it costs X amount for yeah, it costs a lot um, to just buy whatever raid layout you want. Yeah, to from buy account scout. services, and it's like I don't care how much it costs to buy it from a fucking scout bot. That shouldn't matter. Yeah, I, I'm I don't really have a strong opinion either way. Mm -hmm. Um, because I don't plan on ever doing this. I like the randomness of chambers. I like just kind of sending whatever raid I get. Um. As long as it's not something I my account currently is incapable of handling, so that's mostly what I'd like to see. I'd like to see, you know, the the actual scouting QOL rather than the hey, you just don't need to scout. So the like I said, this doesn't really. I have no strong opinions because I don't see myself ever using this. If I wanted yeah. a fixed layout, I'd do CMs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at. Come back to me with this after bingo because i'm sure i'm <laughs> gonna do a lot of uh chambers as eric during bingo because i know how to do it i now. will i will be doing as much chambers as i can my only goal in bingo is to get a dex mm -hmm. um so and then yeah. as soon as i have a dex i'm going to go do the inferno um not during bingo but as soon as bingo ends yeah i'll be that'll I'll be, be doing my post max goal is to do inferno my goal is still to simply acquire Infernal Cape before you max. So, what do you think about the the five hundred K cost? Do you think that's like I said, no strong opinion? Yeah, I think that there definitely should be a cost for skipping the scouting process. Mm -hmm. I don't really care what it is because I'm not gonna, I'm never gonna pay it. Yeah. Um, 
I think 500k, I think their reasoning makes sense, right? If you can choose a fixed layout that gives you a lot of points per hour, mm -hmm. um, it would make sense that it costs, you know, X amount based on the amount of GP per hour you're getting uh, by using the particular layout and also not having to scout. Yeah, and they say that even if you don't see a unique item ever, on average, you'd still make back over 80% of the upfront cost from common items alone. I don't know how true that is admittedly uh this is using the osrs wiki uh data they said that you know you get x number of uh gp per uh thousand points from uniques and common items and then they mapped it from there yeah i guess and that's so. all also their their justification for scaling is the additional points per hour should yeah. cost money which eh. you know i just disagree with um I think that skipping the scouting process should cost money because that is a convenience. Mm -hmm. There should be some kind of cost to that. I think that scaling simply increases the difficulty and that is a direct comparison to invocations, yeah, which, it, which do not cost if money. If you're able so. to spend... Because I've seen like some... I, I think like EVscape or someone was doing um, these like mega scales and they take like hours to complete. Very, very long time. Yeah. Yes. If you have the endurance to sit there and do... Uh, a one plus 99 raid for like four hours or whatever then i don't know if it takes four hours i know it takes a long time but if you can sit there and do it for that long you should probably be rewarded and i don't think having the cost there really does too much yeah i don't i don't really like the scaling cost um yeah i can understand the reasoning behind wanting it to cost something but i i feel it's it's not relevant yeah and just like the Trailblazer blog, there is a poll here. It's not like the other one where it's a form on the blog itself, but there's a click here and it takes you to a survey. I hate this survey. Uh, because your options are, I like this or I don't like this. Mm, yeah, I just clicked on it. My problem is I'm really indifferent about some of this stuff. There are some things that I'm like, yeah, I like this and I don't like this. And then I have like my... Yeah, they don't you know, really give you... The text boxes options to actually give any feedback it's just yeah the the feedback here feels very bad like it feels dislike, like bad skip. yeah i feel like you're just giving them bad data here this seems like a poorly created survey yeah um i mean this is data that they can like put into a spreadsheet but it's not readable words with opinions but i mean i guess they get that via twitter i, feel, so. I mean i i don't know yeah here's here's my problem with this is I feel like what they do already is they just go on Reddit and Twitter to see people's sentiment. Mm -hmm. And you can already see the overwhelmingly negative sentiment towards all this. Yeah. So what is the point of us telling you like or dislike in a survey? True. But, well, okay. But the problem is the, the vocal minority is always going to be more negative. Well, not always more negative. And the vocal minority is going to be the same people doing this survey. Um, not necessarily. I don't think a lot of people are doing this survey, bud. I don't, maybe i don't know i'm not doing it that's for sure <laughs> there you go yeah i don't know i'm kind of indifferent on it all I, my opinion, I don't care if my, i had to pay for it yeah my opinion boils down to these changes are kind of whatever they're just they're literally just not what i wanted at all yeah. so i don't really care i i do think they should rework a lot of the rooms in in chambers of zarek and give people what they want which is you know a reason yeah. to do every room if I had a reason to do every room, if they were all point competitive with each other, I would literally just more do every raid I scouted. If not only they were point competitive, but, you know, more rooms gave overloads or other potions. Yes, that too, overloads. Yeah. Um, that one's a big one. 
Because I know a reason a lot of people do Tecton and Mudadile and Voss. Yeah, Tech and Mudda. Tech and Mudda give you both no. give you overloads. Vasa does not give you overloads. Vanguards does. Vanguards. Uh, thank Vanguards. You. Each Vanguard killed has a chance to drop an overload. Yeah. So it, it, if they gave overloads, then like you'd have a reason to do uh to do these. Yeah. Rooms. The reason the reason people do Tech and Mudadiles is they both drop two, and Mudadiles is especially helpful for groups attempting to feed leeches mm -hmm. uh, overloads because you can just have the leech. Uh, deal a bunch of damage to the baby mudadile. Yeah. Um, and then they can just get that one. Yep. If it's an iron leech, specifically. Mm. If it's a main leech, they can just fucking take any of them. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, so do have more rooms give you overloads? You know, incentivize people to do other layouts? And then maybe, like, I know there's, like, mechanical complaints with the rooms themselves. The, uh, there, there, there's definitely complaints for, like, how obnoxious some rooms are. Specifically, you know, Mudadile deals a shit. Yeah, Mudadile is to you. just the take damage room. Um, it's always been a little frustrating. And Ice Demon slow and boring. Yeah, I think Ice Demon being slow and boring is fine. Just increase the points per hour. Um, I don't really know what you'd do to make it more interesting without fundamentally changing it. Honestly, so if it was just better points per hour, sure, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I saw, or maybe it was I heard in Sebe's uh video, he wants. It just to be like one inventory to fill the brazier. You don't need to keep going back and forth. Um, so just you know, one inventory guess, per maybe, person. Thieving as well. I think he was complaining about. Um, oh yeah, thieving takes a while. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just fucking weird, but I I never really had a problem with those rooms taking a little bit. Yeah, I mean, to I think the average player, it's just kind of a nice break in the middle of the raid. Right, yeah, uh, a little moment of calm before you know you get into Ulm, but I think to a player other... that's trying to grind out the content as yeah. fast and efficiently as possible. Yeah, the other thing for me is chambers is like a group vibe session for me. I always just do chambers with like a bunch of guys that yeah, I'm and, just chilling with. And other people they do it, or the people that like want these rooms to be changed, I think are primarily doing it solo or in efficient groups. You know? Yeah, that's fair, I guess. Um, they're like speed running it maybe. So yeah, I, I don't know if they'll want to take the time to go change it at all. Um, I'd like it if they did. Um, but if they don't, I still won't use the proposed, uh, new scouting thing. So nothing has changed about chambers for me with this, which is a little disappointing. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think some sort of token reward from the raid was a better idea than having to use gp yeah i don't know because then irons have uh don't have to spend gp for it and then mains could sell the token to other players oh we're assuming the tokens are tradable okay I see yeah, yeah. So that's fine yeah that's i'd be fine with that i guess yeah because then you have to do the content to like make the content easier you know yeah so i, I suppose at least tradable can, tokens would make sense yeah yeah so you can at least demonstrate some competency unless of course you just buy the tokens but I don't know. Yeah, because I was kind of reasoning through tokens just to myself last night, and I was mm -hmm. I was confusing myself because I wasn't thinking about mains and the tokens being tradable. I was like, why even bother with the tokens? Couldn't you just make it like a points system at that point? Like, what's even the fucking point? Yeah, no, you had to consider mains. I mean, you could make it a point system, right? But then it wouldn't be tradable, and I, I don't see the point of it regardless. Like, why not just be GP at that point? Well, I mean, the point is that it demonstrates that you can do chambers at least a little bit before yeah. you can start scaling it or uh, changing it.
Um, I mean, you could earn the points on uh, other people's raids that are already scouted for yeah. you, but I don't know. The I, I think a lot of it, the problems also comes down to you could just get other people to, to scout for you, so it kind of invalidates any other suggestions. Yeah. You know? Like, if you're trying to demonstrate competency, that's hard when other people can scout for you. And for irons, you know, irons can just have mains pay for scouts. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's weird. I don't know how I feel about it. I think it's overall. It leans neutral to negative to me. So mm-hmm. kind of mid mid as hell. Yeah. Anyways, you want anything else you want to talk about? The mobile UI rework. <laughs> <laughs> they they sure reworked it. Yeah. Um. I don't. I will say exactly what we said in the pre-show. Um, I, I've I played around with this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the mobile UI is as it exists currently is serviceable, but not great. The UI rework that they are adding is better. It's good. I like it. That's all I got. I had no particular criticisms. It's not that I can remember. I tried this out for like maybe an hour. Um, yeah I like it it's good there's a lot of ways to save on screen space you can like turn off the minimap which is kind of nice you should Um, be allowed to do that in the main game without a plugin yeah Uh, you can like you can adjust the way the chatbot works a lot better Um, one thing that is really nice is uh, they are adding the hotkey system Um, so you can like add a little drawer of things uh, that you can very quickly do um on like a particular side of the screen this is it was a feature that kind of already existed there was like a function key button that you could press that you could switch between um a tap to drop mode a always right long click mode which is the equivalent of right click and then some other button i don't remember i think it was just like disable it entirely one thing that was really frustrating about that is if you switched it to the mode where all every tap counted as a right click if you wanted to turn it off when you tapped the button to do this, it would <laughs> right-click the fucking button. That's funny. Frustrated the ever-living hell out of me. Yeah, I can see that being um, annoying. So this was better because it doesn't count as a right-click when you touch those. They just do the thing. So I liked that. Yeah, it looks good. I like it. There's a logout button in the top left at all times, which is a little weird. Yeah, I mean, that's what... um the If you go to the... Uh, yeah, the resizable, like, whatever. Yeah, mode. resizable modern, which I don't really like how that looks at all, but... I used to use it. I decided I didn't like it after a while. Yeah. I, I the only thing I did like about layout. it was that you could minimize uh, the, uh, like, inventory area entirely. Yeah, I wish you could do that it's in nice. resizable uh, classic, but I stopped Yeah, if you look at the... Deal. If you look at the mobile one, the mobile rework, mm-hmm. you can see they have like all the buttons on the right side now. Yeah. And if you click a button already, it just like makes it small and then has all the buttons still there and in like kind of the, the two columns. If you could do that with the uh, classic one, that'd be nice. If you could like exit out of them and then it just like moved them all to the bottom there, just kind of, you know, still two rows. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that'd be nice. You just collapse it. I mean, maybe I someone can I'd make see a... myself using that very often, but you know, yeah, maybe someone can cool do. can make a plugin that does it. I don't know. Yeah, 
that that would be nice. Um, I don't know how much work that'd be though. Oh, and the the beta works now. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> That's an important thing. Finally. Um, one of the things I really liked that they were really trying to get to work is um you can convert your existing. I don't like that it says convert. You can copy your existing uh character to beta worlds um so you can just have all of the stuff that's in your bank all of the stuff that's in you know your exact stats all of the the everything Mm -hmm. so that when you hop onto beta worlds you can try things out as if you are yourself because you have everything that you have normally yeah so that that's very convenient it's a good feature i like it um i believe that was why uh the beta worlds had to be shut down again Because they had, it just didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, it is so. kind of weird that you can't just test the UI on like the normal worlds. I don't. Yeah, know why you odd. wouldn't be able to. Maybe they're worried about people finding like a way to dupe stuff with the UI. <laughs> I I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It's cool. overall, I like it. It's good. Yeah, I it's a, probably it's a positive still, change over the existing one. Yeah, I probably still will play mobile about once every month or two. <laughs> Yeah, I don't play it super often, but you know, sometimes I'm like out and about or at work or something and I have some spare time and I'm just like time to do something real quick. Yeah, I mean, I think the last time it, I did it was it when I was on my like, agility grind. It consumes literally no data. Like it's yeah, surprising it's, how little data it uses. Yeah. And if you limit the FPS, it also doesn't use much battery. Yeah, so. it's pretty pretty good for that. You limit the FPS, lower the brightness cuz the brightness in game is different than like your screen brightness. Just, you know, lower your screen brightness too, and you're good to go for a few hours just clicking away. I did it for rooftops. The rooftop plugin's pretty good. You can do alking as well, or if you want to do, uh, I did darts for a bit on mobile because it's pretty easy just to click together two darts on mobile versus on PC. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's good. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, I remember when I was on XP Waste, Michael was talking about like doing PVM and stuff on mobile, and I was like, "Yeah, no, thank you." That sounds terrible. Yeah. But he he pointed out to me, he was like, "Well, I play on a tablet." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh." There's a, also a number of people in TNL that like are mobile only. Um. Yeah, I, I didn't think about the idea of playing on a tablet. Um, that would probably allow you to do some PVM, because you actually have screen real estate. mm Hmm. I would never want to do any PVM like at all on my phone. I, there's just not enough space on the screen. I'd be hitting the wrong buttons all the time. Yeah, I um, I would not want to. There, there's a guy that we do like TOA raids with, and he does them at a pretty high level on mobile. And it's just like, man, it seems awful to have to do. <laughs> uh, just no, thank you. Anyways, I think that's about it. Yeah, I don't know that I ever leave anything else. Um, yeah. Although there was a lot of updates that we missed, there wasn't a lot going on in them. No. And the one that did have uh, a lot going on, uh, we kind of already talked about. So. Yeah. Um, and perfect timing, too, because my star just depleted. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks, everyone, for, for listening. Follow the show. That really does help on whatever platform. Uh, tell, your, tell your RuneScape buddies that we exist. Uh, you know. It's good, good, good to get the word out. Help us grow. Um, I need to expand my my clients so I can see the rest of my shoutouts. Uh, make sure you you head over to YouTube for when Bird 
uh, gets the next episode out in six months. Definitely going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think maybe not starting with this next episode, but the one after I'm going to start doing editing myself and just try to bang out a bunch of them. Yeah, I can... Um, admittedly, I can just... I, I've just been too lazy. I've wanted to just play the game instead of edit. Um, yeah. And as I have, I mean, you as can I do have said previously... And edit. No. If, if I have to look over to the game for literally even a single second, I'm o- it's over for me. Even if it's um, just a static background? Well, because that's, that's the thing, right? Is there's, there's a lot of setup. I, I've like... I've figured it out in my head of all the things I want to do to set up the ability to just be able to send them all instantly. Mm-hmm. There's a decent little bit of setup I need to do, but once I actually do that, I can just like send every single fucking one. Um, and they'll look nice and still be cool and have some like animated bits, but I'm just too lazy to actually set it all up. SMH. Anyways. Maybe I'll do it. Who knows? Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, at Guthix Rest Pod. You can also subscribe over on Patreon for as little as $2 a month or up to $10 a month, uh, where you will get bonus episodes. We just finished Baldur's Gate 3, so you can expect a bonus episode on that shortly. We also asked for some uh, suggestions over in our Discord. Yeah, if you want to hear us talk about something, you can just tell us. Mm-hmm. And if you're a patron, if you are a patron, I said patron. That's a very interesting mm-hmm. pronunciation. Uh, if you're a patron, you can just you know suggest something to us, and if we think it's interesting, we'll make a bonus episode, and you can hear us talk about it. Wow. Yeah. And you can also hear us ramble live. We do these recordings live in Discord. And we don't have any restrictions to joining. You don't have to be a patron for that. Yeah. Those are not two connected yeah. ideas. You can just be a regular listener, hang out in the Discord, and we will send out a notification when we do these live, and you can hang out. Um, and yeah, I think that's all the those shout-outs. Um, me and Bird also are going to be on the Boon Bait podcast this week. We're recording that tomorrow. Uh, by the time this episode's out, that episode will all already be out because they get out there editing very quickly. So, uh, you know, check that out. I'll probably include a link of that down in the description. And uh, thanks for listening. Bye bye. Yeah, bye.